0: From the library of Maria Menunos, this is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle
1: Online. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Book Circle Online. I'm your host, Jeffrey Masters, and I'm here today with Mackie Burke, the author of the above series. Thanks for being here.
0: Oh thank you for having me. Yeah, <laughs> of
1: course. <laughs> um, so we have to start at the beginning. Right. You wrote this book at sixteen?
0: Yes. I wrote it I always wanted to act. Okay. So since I can remember. So um Right before I was about to move out here, I actually left my high school, and I started doing this online high school so that I could... Oh, really? Yeah. So that I could move out here and not have to be, like, in gym class and, you know. Yeah. Um, But before I moved out, I was like, well, everybody moves out to be an actress. And so what am I going to do that can kind of help facilitate the things that I want? And so I was like, I, I'm i like a huge reader. I love books to the point that I probably have no life sometimes. But I was like, you know what? It's, it's
1: a book network. It's yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, it's okay. Good. I'm, I'm going to fit in. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I, I Maybe I'll try to write a book because I loved writing. And yeah. then all of a sudden, I just gave myself, I was like, if I write one page a day, eventually something's going to finish. And yeah. so it, I think it took me like six months and I wrote the book and then I had no idea what to do with it. But I was like, I have a book. Yeah. I have my part. I'm going to star in it. And now it's like six years later. So,
1: <laughs> oh my god! Wait, I think I think that's like the most impressive part is that at sixteen you weren't just like watching TV or like playing outside, but you had the like like actual like willpower.
0: Yeah, to sit I'll down. I watched TV it. too, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like you know because you're doing the online. And I don't think online's for everybody, but I had I you just had time. I would like do my work, maybe watch Ellen, then I would do my work again, and then I'd write, and it worked out. Now, like since I lived in LA, it was much harder to find the time, you know, yeah. to take the time out. It was the easiest when I was younger to write. Now oh, your really? life gets busier. You have to make money. I don't know what that is. Yeah. But, <laughs> you
1: know. Oh, fun. So those years you're writing it at 16 and yeah. then you're editing it, trying to get it published. Um, those are such like formative years when you're yeah. growing up. How did that affect the writing and like what changes that you make in the book?
0: You know, well, it's funny. So when I first wrote Above, I, I think... Even now, so I just finished writing my third book, which is something completely different than the Above series. Wow. But it's funny, because I'll even look at that now, and I'll see there's such a 16-year-old girl. I'm so innocent, and I was so hopeful with boys, and like, oh, he's going to love me. And then the 19, it's like, oh, no, there's not one person for it. Like, I like went totally the opposite way. But so now I look at it, and like, Above, I don't think... Any, but I would never want to write that book unless I was 16 because there's such an innocence to that, the, to the way I viewed the world. I hadn't, I hadn't even moved out to LA. I oh, had really? really just the experiences of in my town in New Jersey. So it was everything that I'd taken from all of the. It was so, I was so hopeful, and that's what I wanted you to get out of above that, like maybe once you die, that there's still hope. And so I don't know if had I written that a few years later, that maybe it would definitely be different. But as I edited it, it definitely changed, you know, because all of a sudden I was living here and I was starting to see also that was the first book I wrote. So there was so much overwriting. I, I mean, <laughs> I just, I don't even ever want to look at the first copy. It just must've been just terrible. But that was a big thing for me to, you know, as the time went on to, to see the writing and, and be like, Oh no, this isn't, this is a cheesy line. Like, what am I doing? I took ideas from other things more where now as I got older, I found like, oh, i have my own ideas. I don't need to, you know, use some of the things that I had read sure. before. Yeah.
1: I mean, I was reading reviews online too. And like the innocence you talked about is really what like teenagers are responding to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I always thought I was like, you know, one thing when I write books is I want that when you read my book that you feel somehow not alone that there there's some kind of emotion that you might relate to and so i thought i mean you can be a 40-year-old woman and write like a 16-year-old but you're not really 16 because you just you're not going through it and i was i was 16 writing for 16 yeah. so i think there's that you just relate there's probably things that i don't even realize or pick up that that kids probably read it and they're like oh that you know but now I don't. I'm like, what I was just writing it. Yeah, fair. when you're
1: 40 writing back, there's so much like perspective that you can bring. Right. Which is like good and bad.
0: Exactly. Yeah, there's something awesome to that. Yeah. But then there's the part where it's like you're way more wise than you probably are at 16. Of course. Like You just don't even rem- I just. I can't even now remember how I thought at 16. So that shows you I'm only 22. Yeah. That's not that many years. So I can't imagine...
1: Wow. What So you were 16 and moved to L.A.?
0: Yeah, I moved. Um, I came out for three months with my grandparents. Wow. And I was like, I'm not going back. I was like, this is exactly what I want. So I went home to New Jersey and I got my license and I drove my car out. And I, yeah, I moved out by myself and I was right just turned 17.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. What did you think of like L.A. was going to be at like 16 and 17?
0: You know, I'm, a, I'm an interesting person. I think... Like, I'm not a big partier. I'm not... But I like that, and I don't think I knew L.A. for what it was. All I saw was that it was acting. Okay. And so then I got out here, and I saw all these... Like, I was living with two guys that I were, like, 22. And here I am, 17, and I'm like, like, what is this? Like, I had no idea about... Like, I had no preconceived notions of... I would have never known what L.A. was. And I'm so glad. I Now I can't think... Like, I don't know who I would be if I hadn't done that. Yeah. It's like wherever you live, it really does make you who you are, but. I
1: guess I moved here when I was 22, and I remember thinking, like, This is hard, but I can do it, and I could not have done it, like, six or nine months earlier.
0: Yeah. Well, like, I was the kid that never even wanted to have a sleepover. So then, like, I came here, and I I remember the first three weeks, I cried. I mean, I cried and cried and cried, and I went to Borders and Studios, or it was, like, right off of Ventura, and I would spend, like, hours there. They got to know my name. They'd be like, hey, Mackenzie, and I was like, hi, this is a bad sign. I didn't
1: know it was actually, like, legal for a 17-year-old to move off and, like, live alone.
0: I, I don't I don't know if it is not to pass I mean, judgment no. on your parents. Mom, yeah. so. uh-huh. <laughs> um, I don't know, but yeah, I, we didn't really. My mom just always said she's like she felt like it was this train that she wow. couldn't stop, and I I'm so thankful that I did that. I I just don't even know. I got so many experiences. I missed out on certain things of the regular high school. I didn't go to prom, and I didn't graduate with my class or anything. But there's things. I mean, there was things I was experiencing out here that they haven't. They didn't. Yeah.
1: And so you wrote the book um, with Callie, the main character in mind, as a a role you want to play. Yes. What is it about, like, Callie that made you, like, like her so much?
0: You know, I think she was... A lot of things that I wanted to be at that time, there was... um, There's elements of myself. And then there was things that she kind of said what she wanted. She didn't have as much fear as I think I did and self-awareness. Like, I was very, like, I I just, am in my head all the time. Like, I just, I need to shut it off somehow. Like, if we can turn it off right now. But it wasn't like that in the book. Like, she just acted and she was able to, I think, live in the moment more than I was and I, that really appealed to me. And I think that as I've written more characters, that always does. The person that can kind of, I think a lot of girls like to read the, like, you know, girl power, kind of, like, they they can kick some butt. Like the Katniss
1: Everdeens? Yeah,
0: like, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. And I think there's an element to that, that everybody wants to be, like, I'm not afraid, I'm going to do what I want and not worry about it. And I guess there was a part of her that I loved that I, that she has that. And, yeah. I'm not Callie, though.
1: <laughs> Are you getting closer to her now that she's, like, getting older in the book series as well?
0: You know what, yeah, I found that as I was writing, I wrote the second book, which I wrote that when I was like 18, so I kind of need to rewrite the entire thing, because the amount of work it'll take to edit it, I can rewrite the whole thing.
1: But you have an outline at least now. Oh yeah, I have the whole
0: story, it's there, just the writing needs to change. But yeah, I found... Even the parts of Callie that I might not have related to now, I was able to change because she might... In the books, she, like, she doesn't look any older, but it's not like time... Time doesn't mean that you don't grow older. You yeah. Know? So she mentally goes through a lot so I was able to that's what I found that I loved is that I can still have them grow as people and still get older with her you know yeah
1: I love the image of Callie like looking in the mirror in the first day and just being like well I look exactly the same and yet everything's changed yeah It's, like, the themes of, like, loss of, like, the people she's lost, but, like, the moment she'll never get to experience. Yeah. Because, like, there's so many books about, like, grief and loss, but nothing written from that perspective.
0: Right. No, I... Like, even the looking in the mirror, I remember... Because I feel like even now, I'll... Maybe once a year, there's, like, a moment where I'll look at myself and I'm like, huh. Like, you do kind of look a little different. There's something... But yet, you don't really know what it is. Yeah. And you're a different person. I always... It's always fascinating to me that you can go back and, like, not truly remember who you were last year. But you're still the same person, but there's so many. And I guess I felt like it's got to be one of those moments that you almost don't recognize yourself, but yet you do because yeah. you look the same. But now everything that you thought was going to happen isn't. Yeah. And so that's, you know.
1: And everything that, like, used to define Cali, the right. people and the places, and it's all gone.
0: Yeah. I experienced that this year when I moved from, I had, I was in LA and I moved to New York and like everything that I, the basis of who I am kind of was here still. And it's like, what do you, how do you move on as a person? I like that idea. I think that carries through, like, it's obviously a heightened circumstance and death, but I think I always wanted it to be a relatable thing that you can read that and still be like, I think as human beings, we have so many preconceived notions of the way life's supposed to be we expect things and there's something so dangerous about that because it is never the way you think something's going to happen yeah and so that's a heightened way to present it and well if you died suddenly and you still had a life that carried on but it's nothing like yeah you know
1: so what is the best way to explain it for our audience who hasn't read the book um it's an afterlife
0: Yeah, I... It's
1: not like a heaven or hell situation.
0: No, I was very adamant about not... I didn't want you to read it and think... Because obviously you're kind of dealing with religious undertones if you want to be religious about it. And I didn't... I'm actually not... I was never raised with a lot of religion, so I think I was able to kind of leave that. Yeah. And I just wanted... It's about this girl who's 17 and she dies and she goes to this school of other kids who are... That's their fate to have died, which I just thought was interesting that sometimes you don't even know what your plan is, you know, and so they go there and it's, I wanted the afterlife to be something that is familiar because to me that was comfortable and, but there was hope and obviously it would be different, but that maybe you could be somewhere that my greatest fear in dying is just that not having your loved ones, you know, and not being close to them. So. Oh, so
1: is that why you chose to give her, like, familiar people around her? Like yeah, a grandma, I, think, or I think that
0: seemed like you hope that that like if that happens that that could be the yeah. way. Like how I included her dog. I always thought, I'm like my god, to think that you don't get to see your dog again. And I wrote it and my dog was alive and then she passed away. And so now I'm always like, I love that it's like a little you know, it's yeah. like a little keychain in the book of her, you know.
1: Totally. You said that these people were chosen to die more or less, or it was in the plan. Yes. Um, is the above not, f- is that where everybody goes? Or is it not? Their, is it just these their people? Their
0: guardians like the, the guardian school, schools. Okay. those the people that are meant to be guardians, which are only teenagers, those people are fated to die. Gotcha. I I, uh, in that world, assume they have, there's a plan for them. Yeah. But everybody else is, that is above, you know, there's not always a rhyme or reason. I yeah. guess. It, like, you can kind of decide on your own. Because then it's like, it's always what do you think. You're like, how can little children die? And how can all these things, like, you want to find a reason for that kind of stuff. So, Yeah. gets that fine line to walk. And I don't know if I've made my mind up, so I just kind of leave it.
1: I don't think you have to. Yeah, I
0: think you can, yeah, you can kind of take it for what it is.
1: Totally. I mean, is that something that you were thinking a lot about when you wrote it at 16?
0: You know, I'd like to say that I thought a lot about this book when I wrote it, but I don't think I did. Uh, Now, having written, like, two more books, now I think a lot more as to what... But in the beginning, you could ask me, like, oh, why is Ansley doing what he does and i'd be like i don't know i was like but i'll figure it out and i was always very confident that i would figure it out and i always do but i didn't i kind of just wrote i knew i had a story i had the ending that i knew what was going to happen which is how always i write i always know my ending and i usually know nothing that happens in between and i just like i like the spontaneity of kind of finding i feel like again like if you if you have too many ideas about what's going to happen. Sometimes you don't let other things in.
1: Yeah. I mean, that sounds, you're an actress too. That sounds like people talking about acting, right? You know, not planning too hard to like leave for the spontaneity.
0: Right. And that's what I found in writing that I didn't do an above. Now, when I just finished my third book, the gray area, it's, I did like you would do with acting. I planned and then you let it go. Whereas with above, I had nothing. And you need a little bit more than I had because it just, that's where the editing costs you. I had to edit that much more than I've had to edit.
1: Oh, uh, I see. You know. Well, when you were editing and I guess rewriting some, you said. Yeah. How did you decide how extreme or not extreme to make the world? Because the people are still eating, they're still sleeping. And right. yet you're, you're creating the above world from scratch. Yeah. You could have done anything.
0: <laughs> right. You know, I guess I felt like there was always, I always knew when I made a decision there would be a calmness to it. Oh. If I had the right choice, and I never wanted to be too drastic. Like, when you, before, as I wrote the book, there was no, my, and my idea, the antagonist was death. So, for a long time, there was no, like, I have the Paris which which are the lost souls of the right. um, world. They did not exist till probably, like, six months before I finished the copy. Because I, at first I was like, well, dying's enough. But then I started to realize it's not really But in developing something, I was so hesitant of making anything that you would think would happen in death. You know, I didn't want somebody to go to hell or anything like that. And all I could think was, what would be the most terrifying thing to me if I was dead and still? Like, what is scary at that point? And it would be to not exist at all. That frightens me, that there would be no existence of my soul or anything anywhere. And so, like, that... That decision, I was like, okay, this is a way that I can include this, but still feel like I'm not pushing anything... Overly, I wanted it to be very as believable as possible because you're obviously dealing in a world that nobody knows exactly, yeah. What
1: and reading it, you don't know the rules,
0: you don't know the, the
1: rules. rules, but I definitely felt that like death was there as like the antagonist because, yeah. um, it was so interesting, like the conflict that everyone felt like with their own death, right? Just like, and everyone was uncomfortable talking about it, yeah. If, I guess for me, it just would have been like, yeah, this happened, but I mean. No, there's no bigger event, I guess, in someone's life.
0: <laughs> right. That's what's the interesting thing. It's like you're really dealing with the climax, the ultimate peak of somebody's life. And yeah. then, and I think there's probably some people that maybe would be fine with it. And I think the reason they are all have such a hard time is probably because they died young. Oh, so young. You know? that, And I can't imagine, that's something we wonder about here, that, like, when somebody dies so young, what... You, it's hard to rationalize. There is nothing okay with it. And then how can... It can't be okay for them. I can't imagine. So that was always kind of where I stemmed from there.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Have you read R-Town, the play?
0: I have.
1: Okay, it, the the ending, like, yeah. act reminded me of this. Yeah,
0: totally. It's funny, I read that after, but... Oh, really? I, now that I've read it, I definitely noticed as I was writing the second book, I was like, huh. There's yeah. a lot of different elements of different things that are really interesting. Yeah.
1: And it was just reminding me of that too, because there's like so few things written about like the afterlife. Right. I More mean, so in recent time, but, um,
0: yeah, exactly. Like, yeah.
1: In the la- the ending of our town, like she's figuring out this new space she's in. And then she's real in the last scene, she goes back and she's like, Oh, we don't appreciate our lives. Like when we're right. in it. Yeah. It's like, so like heartbreaking.
0: I know it's true though. Cause it's a hard, I mean, it's so hard cause you're in your daily life and it's hard to think about. It doesn't seem death doesn't really seem tangible for a, a good amount of people. Yeah, there's obviously people that I'm sure it does more than others, but it was never for me something that I really needed to think about.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe tell me if you disagree, but I feel like the vast majority of majority of us feel like we're secretly going to live forever.
0: Yeah, you do, you know? and especially as a teenager, that's where you have that invincibility that it's like. I'm not meant to die yet, but kids do. And that's where it's interesting yeah. because I can't, I don't feel like it. Like if there's a bad plane ride and it's bumpy, I'm like, I'm okay. I'm not meant to die yet. I'm going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be thinking this.
1: Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's like the people who like went to like war in World, World War Two. Right. Everyone's like, oh, we're going to come back. We're going to come back. Yeah. And I was like, I would have felt like I was going to come back. It's like not something you, do. you consider. Right. And if so, but you don't consider it because it's so massive. It yes. would be, like, all-consuming.
0: Right. Yeah, and in some ways, you really shouldn't consider it, probably, because there's no reason to not live in the now. However, I think knowing that it's there makes you appreciate more.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, so, at the very end of it, you say that she, Callie, it's written that she's the collision between life and death. I'm sure that's going to lead into, like, book two. But any, like, insight you can give us and like, what that means...
0: She, more than anybody else in the entire above world, has a link. I always loved that I felt that she can relate to the people that are living more than anybody else. So there's something where you kind of see how throughout the book she'll kind of be pulled way more into situations than somebody else. Where they would be on a surface getting to experience something she experiences both worlds to a degree that nobody's ever really known. So it kind of, that starts carrying out in different ways that she's not, you know, I mean, she's special in that. Yeah, as you want want main characters
1: to be, though. Yeah, Yeah. that there's
0: something, um, I, because I think there's something fascinating to me that there would be both, that you could experience both. I, because Probably you don't get to. I don't know. But if you did, that would be... You'd have so much insight to life. Yeah. And that, to me, is cool that she might know all the secrets but have no idea that she does. You know? Yeah.
1: What, what, what do you think happens in the afterlife in, like, the best case scenario? Like, is it similar to this for you or n-
0: Probably. No? Like, I guess... I guess it would be that I that does that life does continue to an extent in some way, that it's not so different. And I I think more than anything, I hope which I guess I wrote in above is that there's a purpose. Because I don't know what life's or existing as life without some kind of purpose. I've always had that with acting or writing and I don't know what that's like to not Yeah have that. And that's frightening to me, to be like, you die and you just sit around. and But maybe your purpose is being getting to see your, the ones you love or whatever. But I just, I hope that exists. So, if anybody could take you know care of that, that would be really good. <laughs>
1: Let me know, too. Yeah,
0: okay. I'll add you to the list. That's so funny.
1: So, Above actually kicked off Carthy Circle or Carthay?
0: Carthay Circle, Carthay yeah. Circle
1: Publishing. How did you guys get connected with them?
0: We, originally I had a... I had an agent out here. We sent above out after I had worked on it for about a year. And at that time, young adult was in, like, the height. Like, it was coming off of Twilight. Hunger Games were probably just about coming out. It was – and so I remember the agent said that after we sent it out a little bit, he said, it's just right now there's it's the market's so saturated with all this, so it's hard to even get people to look at it. And so I was like, well, maybe I'll self-publish it. But that kind of frightened me, and through uh, the business partner that I work with, Barry, he had a contact that they had started this ebook publishing company. So instead of going just on your own, they yeah. had this whole platform. So we started talking with them, and they had such cool ideas about creating this world of of above, when above is a world. And so they had these like online platforms that we could do this, and it just appealed to me that. Especially now our generation is a lot online that that would yeah. seem to make sense. So You're
1: online right now. <laughs> I am.
0: Um, I didn't even know.
1: Yeah. Um, wait, so are you saying they're creating the world as in like a digital world of it?
0: Yeah. Well, the, different aspects. So as you would see for, it was, the plan was to create kind of the brand before even as people were finding oh, it compared awesome. to when you have, you know, something starts and then you create the brand after. So, we went through a process with them, and it ultimately it just didn't sure. work out. But
1: Like it happens in L.A. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like everything happens in L.A., nothing. But we worked with them for a long time, and they, they were a great company. They had a lot of different things. Um, but, yeah, it was just we started working with them, and that was great. It was great to have such a to not just launch it on my own because i don't think i would have known what to do at the time
1: yeah it's it's daunting it's
0: so daunting even today it's like i feel like i have lists that i could just pull out of my <laughs> pocket that i'm like oh what should i do next yeah <laughs> who should i contact
1: oh man so you wrote the second book in the series already you said
0: i wrote the second book i think when i was, right when i finished above i started writing the second book. okay and, and
1: then the the, um, the gray area is not in this series. No, it's a
0: completely different book series that I. Why wrote. would
1: you do that to yourself? <laughs> Why did you not want to finish <laughs> above but create like a brand new series?
0: Because <laughs> I think I was I had an idea that I've only a few times have had the idea like with above that just all of a sudden everything clicks and I'm like gotcha. I need to write this. And I was in a place with my life that was very different than what above. I wanted to write about an above and I didn't want above to reflect that, that I took it to I was much darker and more negative and I didn't think above deserves that okay. so I think like the second book has aspects of that And so then I took this new idea, and I was like, oh, I can do everything that I want and be as negative and dark as I want.
1: Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's, like, very respectful, like, towards a series.
0: Yeah, exactly. I just felt, I, above's younger, like, this, the gray area is, I'd say, 16 and up. Like, you're not going to read it under, and we're above, I've had 10-year-olds read it. And so I didn't think it's, you know, I didn't want to present death that way. Totally.
1: Yeah. Do you have like a date when like that'll be out? Like the gray area or the second book at the all? The gray
0: area is out to publishers right now. So hopefully somebody buys it. Great. Um, <laughs> and the, the second book, I'd uh, like, it's there. It's, I just have to rewrite it. And I'm, once the time comes that I'm going to rewrite it, I'm, one thing I can do is I can write fast. I don't know what it is about me. Great. But, yeah. So, that I'm not worried about. So, it's, I think, just when I decide that it's needed, that m- people are really asking to read it. Sure. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. it's just with me. It's, it- on, it's on my Mac. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just tweet She'll tell you. Yes. <laughs> do you find it harder to write in New York? It's just such, like, a different environment.
0: You know... It just feels, like, louder to me. It is. It is. I've... My mom lives in New Jersey, so I've been there sometimes and it's so quiet that i have a problem so i think there's the i think i need to where la i found the places that i like to write i think i need to find the places in new york and i don't have those as much where you have the quiet environment but it's you still are stimulated i still like to be just sitting in a place that's got a lot of things going on you're kind of inspired Where, like, I'll be in in New Jersey where I live. It's, like, Panera or Starbucks. (laughs) And it's just, you know.
1: Yeah, totally. I love hearing, like, where do you like to write in L.A.?
0: Well, you know, I wrote a lot at... Originally, I wrote a lot at... There was a Borders um, on Ventura. So I used to like that because I think it was just... Upstairs, there's even the Barnes & Noble at the Grove. I liked that because it was upstairs. And it would never, I don't like when things are too busy because then uh too crowded where I have to worry about getting a table because it gives me anxiety. So I used to like – there's probably places I would love to write, but it just made me be like, oh, my God, maybe I won't get a seat and I don't want to worry about that.
1: <laughs> totally. So oh, I yeah. did
0: like that. In Santa Monica, I like – there's a lot of areas there to write. Because okay. you're by the water. and
1: Yeah, it's easy to get the inspiration from yeah,
0: that. Exactly. But I know
1: what you mean. Like You need like some kind of like buzz going on.
0: Yeah, just something. It can't be too loud, obviously. Yeah. But something. when you feel that you're in a depressing place, it just doesn't help. Although, when I wrote above, I used to. And I think probably still to this day, one of my favorite ways to write is in a room where it's completely dark. Cause, which is totally opposite of what I'm saying. Yeah. But it's because I can shut everything out so it's either i like one or the other i either like to be stimulated or i like to be where
1: oh fascinating i've never been told that before really yeah so (laughs) you can even see the keys like is it so dark (laughs) um
0: like you know they light up on your mac i guess oh sure sure. but i took typing in ninth grade and i can type without seeing so
1: (laughs) (laughs) many skills yeah
0: but i like that i like to not have to Think about you feel just as you would when you read a book that you feel you're completely a part of something. Oh, and that gives me that sense that I am a part of it. Oh, I love that. Yeah,
1: awesome. Well, thank you for coming here oh, Thank today. you for
0: having yeah, me. Yeah, um,
1: good luck in New York.
0: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you're welcome.
1: And um, where can everybody find you? Is your website the best place to direct them? Yes,
0: I have um, uh Instagram is Bert. It's pretty easy. My Great. Twitter is MackyBurt. all the
1: above cool thank you very much all
0: the above get it
1: (laughs) 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 exactly (laughs) all right guys we'll see you next week until then you can find all of our content on YouTube iTunes and of course bookcircleonline.com thanks from managing editor Jason Squamada
0: executive producers Maria Menounos Phil Svitek and Kevin Undergaro we would like to thank you for tuning in to Book Circle Online for more discussion go to bookcircleonline.com And if you have comments, questions, or book title suggestions, write us at info at bookcircleonline.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this is Book Circle Online. BCO. Join the circle.